This is Journal Talk, episode 16, with journaling expert Dolly Garland. I think regular practice gives you that foundation. And it's like if you think about it, any statistical analysis, you can only do it properly if you have a regular data. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I do it regularly, but I don't always do it daily. Sometimes, you know, if I'm really busy, I miss a day or two. Mm-hmm. But I would emphasize the difference between regular as opposed to daily. Regularly to me means definitely several times a week. Because when you are doing journaling, say once a month or less, every time you approach it, it's a new thing. And also, every time you approach it, you do it for a specific reason. Because if you're not doing it regularly, then you're probably doing it either when something big happens or when you're really upset or when you're really unhappy. So mm-hmm. I think you then only focus on very, very limited items in your life if you do it on rare occasion. Mm-hmm. So then again, it's when you're going back to it, it gives you an idea of what was going on and you know how did you come to be at a stage that where you are now? Mm-hmm. What happened to bring you here? Because yeah, journaling, you, journaling gives you that awareness. Because everything that you are today is because of all the choices you made in your past. And by looking at your journaling, you can see how those choices happened and why you are where you are now. You're listening to Journal Talk, a podcast for sharing tips, inspiration, and expert interviews about therapeutic journaling. We take this moment to say thank you for tuning in. And now, back to your host, Nathan Oren. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Journal Talk. The summer is officially over, and it's time to get kids back into school and get ramped up for another round of holidays, and for us to find a fresh start, or at least a sense of renewal, to keep us going. And I want to find out what you do to keep your journaling routine fresh. Are there times that you find yourself needing a new jump start, or maybe a kick in the pants to get going again? Well, drop me a line. Let me know what you do. I'm at info at writeforlife.us, and I reply to all my listener emails. So who knows, I may include your email in a comment section in an upcoming broadcast. I have all kinds of great guests on this show, ranging from the deep intellectual types to people who have products and services they want to share to the fun-loving and friendly types who just love to chat about journal writing. I like to make sure that journal writing has an appeal to all kinds of people. And so all of my guests are interesting in different ways, and all of them have a valuable voice in this community. Today, I have a special guest from the UK who is an interesting blend of many different things. Her name is Dolly Garland, and she started her own brand of journal coaching based on the Japanese concept of Kaizen. She calls it Kaizen Journaling, and she's created a niche of followers who really go for the gold with gusto, with zeal. And this style of journaling is not for the faint of heart. Dolly encourages people to take their self-improvement seriously, to look directly into themselves and take honest inventory. She nudges us to face whatever we've been avoiding and to take on a warrior mentality. 
to stop wishing and start doing. Dolly Garland is a fun-loving person, but fierce when it comes to self-actualization. I hope you go and visit her website at www.kaizenjournaling.com. Kaizen is K-A-I-Z-E-N. And she's also written a book of journal prompts, and we'll talk about that in a little later in the interview. Right now, I just want you to hear the part of the conversation where I'm talking to Dolly and she's explaining the Kaizen philosophy, what it's all about, how it applies to those brave people who look at themselves honestly, take inventory of their lives, and seek to make the world better. Well, hello, Dolly. Hello. It had to be said, didn't it? (laughs) Welcome to Journal Talk. How are you? I'm fine, thank you, and thank you for having me. Yeah, you're very welcome. I definitely want to hear about Kaizen journaling and what brought you to those three words. Ambition, audacity, and authenticity. Yes, yes. Ambition, audacity, and authenticity. That's a great combination of words, not just for journaling, but just in life. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole point. That's what I wanted you to do differently with Kaizen journaling, that it's not just about journaling tips or just about what to write in your notebook. It's the fact that journaling actually contributes to making a better life Mm -hmm. and making you a better person. So then all of those Mm -hmm. things add up together. Fantastic. I love it. And the whole concept of Kaizen, maybe you can take a moment to tell us about Kaizen and then where you got inspired to use that phrase. Yeah, I actually learned about Kaizen in my previous corporate career in manufacturing because Uh the concept of Kaizen actually started in Japan but in manufacturing industry where they're always trying to be more efficient and so he started off in this company like Toyota for example who are trying to eliminate all the inefficiencies from their processes Mm. and it eventually came to the western world and it loosely translates as continuous improvement. When I was uh, working in procurement in general, all manufacturing engineering companies, we use that a lot, continuous improvement, Kaizen processes, how to make things better. And so when I was trying to come up with a brand name for what is now Kaizen Journaling, when I thought of Kaizen, it just clicked because my purpose was, what am I trying to do? I'm trying to make life better through journaling, continuous improvement. And how long have you been circulating your newsletters and really putting yourself out there as a journaling coach or guru? Professionally, so Kaizen Journaling has been active now for a year and a three months. But before that, I was doing it as a hobby. So I had another blog, Journal Addict. But that was just like, that wasn't a business. It was just a personal blog. And I started off writing about journaling and casual journal coaching with friends and things like that. Mm-hmm. So that was since 2009, I think. Wow, wow. Great. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk a little bit about what you do for a living other than the Kaizen journaling? Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, as of, um, like I said previously, I did have, you know, regular jobs. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. in fact, up until, up until I went to Ecuador, I used to work in procurement. And going to Ecuador was a nice change around in time. So, since I've come back, now I'm a full-time freelance writer, writer, journal coach, all of that. So, now basically I'm self-employed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, nice. Uh, well, congratulations for making that shift. Thank you very much. It's great. 
And tell us about the, the coaching part of it, if, if somebody wanted to uh, contact you about the, the coaching. My principle is helping people in a way that you are then able to help yourself as well, not just right now, not just with this issue, but whatever techniques we go through together, you can use them basically forever. So it's, again, coaching through journaling. Nice. So say a person comes to me with a problem. Say, for example, you know, low self-esteem. So then what we do is basically talk about you in that coaching session, what's the problem? I mean, generally, they don't actually come across, you know, oh, I have low self-esteem. Hardly anybody ever says that. It would be more <laughs> like, you know, but it's, it's like going right to the core. So it would be, they would be more likely to think, oh, I can't find the job I want, or, you know, I'm always at this low level, or I can't have a guy I like, you know. So it's mm -hmm. more about what they can't have. But then quite mm. often you go through the issues and it's not actually even about the thing. It's about, yeah, but why can you not have that? Most mm -hmm. of the time people have the capacity. Most people are not stupid. Everybody's perfectly capable if they're putting, you know, if they're putting enough effort or if they don't have things like confidence blocking them. So then mm -hmm. say it comes down to, okay, that your problem is that you have low self-esteem. What do you do about that? You can't just flick a mental switch and suddenly be confident. So then we work through your personal areas and we work through, you know, why do you feel that way? Why do you feel that you're not as good as your friend or why you are not good enough for this job or for this guy or whatever? And mm -hmm. so when you dig down to it, so then I would give them the tools and the techniques that they can use that for journaling. I know that the, one of the backbone uh, principles of coaching is that you know, when you're coaching somebody, you're really empowering them to be their own coach. I mean, that's the difference. Coaching is not therapy. Therapy is mm -hmm. where you go again and again to talk to someone. Coaching is, you know, to make you able to just face your issues or move on with whatever you want to do. So it is about being empowered. You are listening to Journal Talk, a bi-weekly podcast about all things journaling. This podcast is part of Write for Life, a web resource for living with clarity, passion, and purpose through journaling. Visit our website at www.write4life.us. And now, here's the host of Journal Talk and the founder of Write for Life, journaling coach Nathan Oren. Thank you for tuning in to Journal Talk. I'm your host, Nathan Oren, and we're listening in on an ambitious, audacious, and authentic conversation I had with Kaizen warrior Dolly Garland. She shares some really interesting ideas coming up, but first, this is a last call for my dream journaling workshop. It's starting next Sunday, October 6th, and let me just say, without patting my back too much, this is the best dream journaling course maybe the only dream journaling course in town. I teach a unique method for interpreting dreams. It does not fail. Everyone tells me it's their favorite part of this course, and once you know it, it's so obvious and helpful for understanding what your dreams mean, and it even works on nightmares. In fact, people in the last class told me that this method helped them to view their nightmares in a totally powerful and helpful way, and now they're feeling less afraid of their nightmares. 
For more information about this dream journaling workshop series, go to www.writeforlife.us slash dreams. And when you add this course to your shopping cart, please use the coupon code JOURNALTALK when you check out so you can get the additional 25% off. I can't wait to see you in class. And if you're one of those people who just doesn't remember your dreams, don't worry. We have some great tips and exercises for you, too. All right, let's get back to more Dolly Garland. She's put together a very thoughtful collection of 365 questions that prompt your inner Kaizen warrior. And I've read through these, and they are amazing. And one of them asks, what is your biggest regret? Hmm. Another one asks, tell about the most recent lie that you told. To whom did you tell it and why? So these aren't your everyday flowery journaling prompts, folks, but they are creative and they do serve an important purpose. And here's Dolly Garland to tell us more about them. One thing I want to talk about is your 365-day journal prompt project. And I know you're in the throes of getting that completed and wrapped up and published. And thank you so, so much for allowing me to get a sneak peek. I just thoroughly enjoyed it. And just so true to your Kaizen philosophy and the audaciousness and ambitiousness, the journal prompts are not small ones. Those are Some of those are big no. bites to chew off. I'm really, really glad you enjoyed it and you know, find that it keeps in touch with what Kaizen journaling is supposed to be. So the concept of the 365 guide was always there from the beginning because I wanted to give people a way that they can journal every day because that's the problem many people have. They don't know what to write or when they do sit down to write, you know, they don't have the discipline to keep it every day. Whereas if they have a one prompt per day, it's like, okay, this is all you have to worry about. So then whether you are a beginner or very experienced such as you are, it doesn't matter. There will still be something for you mm-hmm. and it will... Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. is all you write about. Now, most seasoned journalers won't use it that way because they will just write journal about whatever prompt they feel like or whatever else they feel like, and that's okay too because it doesn't have to be finished in a year. You can use them as often as you want or as little as you want. Mm-hmm, so it gives mm-hmm. the flexibility to those who don't need the structure, but it gives the structure to those who need the discipline. Yeah, so it kind of that's a great that. way to say it. Yeah, yeah. And in terms of the content, yeah, again, it comes down to the concept of Kaizen journaling, that it's not just about fluffy journaling prompts. It's about, you know, <laughs> challenging yourself to meet your individual potential. Mm-hmm. And that's what, mm-hmm. uh, that's what Kaizen journaling is all about. And it's not always comfortable. In fact, when you try to focus on yourself and actually try to focus on how you feel about things, it's often the most uncomfortable thing. It's something we don't want to do a lot of times. That's for sure. It's like one of the feedback I got was from a couple of the beta teachers was that they weren't really interested in the prompt about, say, you know, how do you feel about war or how do you feel about capitalism or things like that. Okay, mm-hmm. most of the time, I don't want to think about it either. You know, I really don't want to think about what I think about war. I mean, it's because it's either depressing or, you know, it's like, do I really think that? So you don't want to reflect on it because it either makes you uncomfortable or just makes you focus on all the things that are not just quite right with the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. However, we have, if you really, really want to know yourself, you have to know how you feel about the things that are uncomfortable. 
So it's not yeah. uh, making you into a actively political person or anything like that. It's just about being aware of where you stand. Yes. So it's Beautiful. taking that you know it's taking that time to reflect on the things which do matter, whether we like them or not. They're happening around us. We live in generally capitalistic world, you know, we buy stuff, we spend money. So whether we like it or not, we live in this world. And so all of these things affect us. And so how mm -hmm. we respond to them and what we believe about them is important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, like you said, just being aware, sometimes being aware of where you are uncomfortable, you know, can, can grow you. And it's... It may be that you don't need to change anything about it. It's not about trying to, you know, trying to trying to become something that you're not. Uh, it's not trying to force yourself to have a position one way or the other. It's just just understanding and being aware of. Gee, that really that question uh, makes me uncomfortable because. And exactly. Very nice. I I love the collection. I love how it weaves in and out of different kinds of topics, everything from, like you said, the political things and family questions and faith-based questions and, you know, even questions that are kind of taboo, like how often do you look at somebody that's beautiful? This isn't an invitation to cheat on your spouse, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> what do you notice about a beautiful person? You know, I, wow, that's pretty taboo. That's taboo stuff. I'm glad, I'm so glad it's in there. And, and just being aware of uh, of your own thoughts and feelings about that was wonderful. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, we are so, so wrapped up in all this political correctness. And it is especially true in countries such as U.S. and U.K. You know, no matter where you work, where you go, it has all to be like, you know, no, this is not how you can say it. Even if it's true, you cannot call a fat person fat. You know, you cannot call an ugly person ugly because that's not right. That's not how the mm -hmm. political correctness works. Mm -hmm. But it it takes out the individualism. The thing is, we all have prejudices and we all have our opinions. They may not mm -hmm. be right opinions, you know, and it may not be fair, but that's what makes us people. We have our opinions about what is beautiful and what is not. And so I think in your journal, where it's a private place where you're allowed to be as judgmental as you want, you should have the freedom to do so. Yeah, yeah. And then maybe you can work on, you know, improving that judgmental behavior. <laughs> yeah, yeah. First see what it is. Yeah, allow yourself to look at it. Exactly. How would you like to get Journal Talk show summaries delivered directly to you by email? You'll be the first to learn when a new episode is available. Just go to our website, www.writeforlife. That's W-R-I-T-E, the number four, L-I-F-E dot U-S. And enter your email address in the box on the right side panel of the page. We promise not to spam you, and we'll keep your email address private. Now, let's get back to more Journal Talk. Welcome back to Journal Talk. Okay, I want to get your opinion on something. For all you journalers out there, what do you say is the difference between a diary and a journal. When I was a teenage boy growing up, I kept my writing a secret. 
I didn't want the other boys, especially my friends at school, to know that I kept a sissy diary. So when I first heard that word journal, oh man, I claimed that right away. And back then I would have told you a journal is like a diary, but instead of writing all those silly girl things, I wrote about serious topics that were really, really interesting. So what's your take? What do you say is the difference between a journal and a diary? I'm going to take an informal poll and I'll put some of the best answers up on my website and I'll give credit back to the people who send in their reply and I'll even put a link back to their page. So I asked that question to our guest this week, Dolly Garland, and here's what she had to say. What is the difference between a journal and a diary? Okay, I actually do have an answer. Oh good, okay. Yeah, I've mentioned it on Kaizen journaling before. So, and I don't think this is a definitive definition. I don't think there is one, but this is mm-hmm. what I think it is. The so diary is your day-to-day account of facts. The so diary is, I got up at 7 o'clock, I had this for breakfast, I went to work or school, I had dinner with this person, you know. So diary is a collection of facts of events that you did during your day. Mm, okay. A journal, a journal is usually more about introspection. A journal is where you focus on this happened, but how do I feel about this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's where you go in depth and where you reflect on things and where you focus on not just what happened, but your feelings. I think the best thing, I mean, what I now call journaling and what I journal, best thing is the combination of the two. So you are including the facts of your day, not necessarily in detail, you don't have to do it minute by minute, but you're covering what actually happened or what's going on in the world, mm-hmm. along with how you feel about it, how it affected you, how it affected your life. So it's a combination nice. of both. Yeah, Yeah. very nice, very nice. I like that. that that's, that's a good one. So you started your first journal when? I'm 2000. Okay, all right, great. So. 13 years ago, and why why, why did you start? Actually, I have no idea. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I I really wish I was, first of all, I do regret very much not starting it sooner. Mm -hmm. But in my case, I was never, I was never around anybody who kept a journal. So the concept didn't even enter my mind. It just didn't, didn't even occur to me because I didn't know anybody who did that. Mm. So, but there was, I guess there was just this need, I mean, I've always enjoyed writing, because I used to write things all the time, and mm-hmm. while I never kept an official journal as such, when I was younger, I would have an odd diary entry or something mixed in with the schoolwork, so it was always in there somewhere, and I always find things make more sense when I write them down, mm-hmm. so even for like something like studying, if I wanted to remember something, I would write it down. So I think journaling was just a natural progression when I became, you know, just more aware enough to of my own taste and what works for me. That okay, actually, all this is teenage stuff is very confusing. I'll just write it down. Mm-hmm. So that's how it started out. Yeah, I just started initially. The first one is not even a journal. I started keeping a diary, and it evolved from there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's my first is what you pretty much expect from most teenage girls. You know. Yeah, so general, yeah. <laughs> how everybody everybody is stupid. 
And you know, life's unfair. I have the hardest life ever. <laughs> I hate my parents. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. With your yeah. pretty much standard teenage stuff, but I think it's a good start because that's how you start, and eventually, I got I got really really into journaling, and I was more conscious of how it was affecting me and how it was helping me beyond just pouring out feelings. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Very good. And. You go back and read journal entries from the past. I do, but I usually prefer to do it like the ones that are a few years old, not the ones that are last month, unless I'm looking for something specific. In my journals, I have all sorts of things. So sometimes I have like goals and things like that, or notes about specific projects. In which case, I might go back to my recent journals because I'm looking for that information. Mm-hmm. But in terms of actually analyzing my journals or, you know, for the purposes of personal development, I go back to journals that are older because that gives me a better idea what was happening as opposed to something that I just wrote last month because it's all very still very close, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It sounds like you write all of your journals by hand. Do you ever I type do, out? absolutely. No, I have I have tried it. And it's just uh-huh. wrong, I tell you. It just feels wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it just feels wrong. It does. I have It's I indescribable. Have tried, I know. It's I have tried journaling in Microsoft Word. I've also tried, you know, those journaling softwares. Mhm. So I have given it a fair try. <laughs> and yeah, in Word, I mean it's much, much faster to type, no doubt about that. But mm-hmm. it's not personal enough. I mean, you know, it loses all of my handwriting and the personal connection with the notebook and the pen in your hand. There, there is something indescribable I can't put my finger on yet that when, I, when it comes to the pen and the page, I'm able to, I, I don't know how to say it, but just, it's just the way I dot my I's and the way that I, you know, cross my T's and, and the ability to make a big word big and you know underline and circle and and when i want to make light of something i can write it a little smaller or softer and there's just so many other dimensions of the handwriting that i can't get when i'm typing so like you said it makes it you know all the little font sizes and whatever like sometimes i would draw a smiley face or something like that you know <laughs> in my journals but it yeah yeah sure you can do that on computer but it's not personal it's not your smiley face Dolly, tell us where people can reach you and what's available. I know you've got some really great resources there on your website. Tell us what people can download and start looking into, you know, right right when they finish this podcast episode. Yeah, so they can go to kaizenjournaling.com or just type in Google Kaizen Journaling and it will also come up. That's K-A-I-Z-N, journaling you have lots and lots of free materials so first there is a blog with lots of articles and that's constantly being updated it's all free you also have downloadable resources once you subscribe to the blog so then you can download several free guides and prompts and things uh, which will keep you journaling for months i also offer courses the four courses that are going to run in august are now on there is the Kaizen coaching available. You can also buy some of the Kaizen journaling journals through stationery. Mm. And very, very soon we will have the 365 guide to journaling available as well. 
Very good. Dolly, thank you so much for agreeing to join and give us your time and, and share what's going on with you. It was lovely to meet you, and uh, good luck. Thank you, and it was really nice talking to you, and I'm sorry it took me ages to get back to you. <laughs> no problem, no problem. Glad we connected, and thank you so much for all that you're doing. Well, that about wraps up episode 16. I hope you try some Kaizen journaling and let me know how it goes. Coming up, we'll hear from Barbara Stahura, who will tell us about her journaling, how it helped her and her husband, who survived a horrible car accident. Barbara is now leading some amazing workshops for people who suffer brain injury. Also, Sue Main from Journal Magic will be on the show. She's created a deck of cards that will bring some life into your journal writing, and she'll pull a journal card from the deck and share it with us. Also, the legendary Kathleen Adams. Her friends like to call her Kay. She's the creator of the Writing Institute, the Center for Journal Therapy. She's a best-selling author and speaker and psychotherapist, and she will be on Journal Talk to share some exciting things going on in the journal-verse. <laughs> I look forward to talking with you more in just two weeks from now, unless you contact me first. Until then, keep on writing. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-